Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, joined today uh, by Harrison Fagan. He of SB Nation. He formerly of Silver Screen and Roll. He usually of this podcast. He um, oftentimes in a in a feud with his cat. Like, how many more introductions should we go here? Uh, I, I think you hit most of the most of the prevalent things. He actually did take a swipe at me this morning. Um, I was he bumped into my leg. Seemed to want to uh-huh. be pet. I was petting him. He's purring. And then just randomly, just on site. He's like, nope, going to try and claw your arm open. So, I mean, that's why I'm wearing these bandages right here. Um, it just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, that's... <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, it sounds like it, it, it sounded, you know, he kind of bumped into your leg and then flailed all over the place. That's the Devin Booker move, right? That's No, the... That, well, the difference is, it's like he, uh, like he's flopping, but while also committing an offensive foul, you know, it's like, uh, it's more, it's more in the Chris Paul Booker. school where it's like, he's flopping, but he also managed to punch you in the nuts, you know, like it's like, <laughs> Or Draymond well, Green, really? Like yeah. Draymond Green, classic. Like it's the Yusuf Nurkic. Like, oh my god! And then like I catch you in the face with my elbow. Uh, you know. Yeah. Well, had Chris Paul remained a son for a little bit longer, maybe he would have taught Devin Booker the next step in that. Yeah. In that lesson. In that lesson. You could see, you could see the veteran influence on his game. <laughs> I, I think it's just like who I've never seen. I've, I've, by. You you seemed a lot less like surprised by it than I was. I had never seen that before. I had never seen a player without the basketball run into a defensive player who was getting ready to guard somebody and do so intentionally and get the foul. And it was almost called a, a take foul because the Suns and then the Suns almost committed or should have con- like did actually commit a take foul later in the game and it wasn't called. I don't know why we aren't talking more about how bad the referees are just always in the NBA. Well, I mean, it's, it's gotten to the point where number one on the, on the foul stuff, like I think that it, I can't even blame the players anymore when the officiating is so bad that they're just going to reward it. Like their incentive structure is 
it's sort of out of whack with like what is actually entertainment entertaining basketball to watch and so it's i don't like really the media industry the now like you you're, you're incentivized to say really stupid stuff because it's going to go viral and eventually your audience is going to grow because you say really stupid stuff and eventually like your who's emmanuel Acho? like you are just that guy like oh i thought i thought you were talking about your business model uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like <laughs> slide under the radar. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, I thought about doing that. I, I, you know me, Harrison. You like, thought? What do you have... mean? You thought you do it all the time? You, that, I do see, not do it all the time. That's what's beautiful about it is that you never believe that that's what you're doing because you see again to people that always ask me, they're like, "How does Anthony like summon up this fake outrage?" It's like, no, he's actually this is real. <laughs> if anything, he holds back sometimes on the show on like how mad he actually is about certain things yeah you guys should see me after the show yeah <laughs> just showing um, raj how sausage no. is made it's just like it's you know it's... poor raj <laughs> poor raj like all right raj eventually is probably going to hear this or whatever but like after after he and i will do post game shows or he just comes on the pod or whatever he'll have a couple questions for you know after the pod and I'll kind of tell him through my experience in, in this stuff that like, this is kind of how this goes. And, and we always joke, like this is how the sausage sausage is made. And he's like, I never want to eat sausage ever again. Like I just, like he, and he just has, he has just like this like scarred face. Um, when I tell him about how like the Lakers actually operate, cause that's the thing. Like he doesn't, I don't, I, I he really cares about the media industry. He really wants to get a job in it. But he's more like such a fan that he doesn't want to believe that the Lakers can do dumb stuff all the time and do yeah. do dumb stuff because like they are kind of a dumb organization. And and he's like, no way. I don't believe it. I don't believe that. These it was guys like it was, it. you know, look, it, we all go through this. It was like us believing in Jim Buss because the scouting department was really good. And it turned out yeah. he didn't really have like a whole lot to do with that because it just <laughs> continued right along a pace or, you know, I mean, maybe he contributed, I'm sure. Like, I mean, it said that he sort of helped, I guess, like spearhead the Andrew Bynum acquisition, which is like one of the rare cases of owner son, you know, it being leaked that they push for something and it wasn't like a horrendous move, you know, like, yeah. Uh, yeah and so I guess that's, you know, good on him. He, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, we all want to believe that these people are like smart and capable and, you know, always make decisions based on, just sort of basketball logic but um you know yeah i mean that's not how almost any team in the nba is run there's like petty sort of politics and uh, different considerations and business stuff that goes into like every team to some degree yeah no i mean i think i think that's what we would like to believe about all industries right is it like at the yeah. very top of them the people who are employed at the very top of these industries are there because they deserve to have that stuff and the meritocracy exists and it's like and, and i'm here to tell you the meritocracy does not exist um <laughs> yeah yeah i you know you have enough you have enough uh you deal enough with with executives at the top of the uh at the top of the industry and you're like god all right i could see why half of our industry has been laid off in the last couple of years but anyway we're going to talk today about uh a question that i had so the way that this played out I had this question that I broached at the, you know, while uh, the Lakers were playing the Suns yesterday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. Um, I will put it up on the screen again because I can do such a thing. No one man should have all this power. I'm in a weird spot with this team. I obviously want them to succeed, but any success that increases the chance 
chances that uh, Ham is back next year might actually be a net negative. He's the worst coach I've ever had to watch, Byron included. Um, so we're going to talk a little Big bit couple about weeks that. for Byron back on spectrum sports net. He rose one spot in Anthony or maybe more than one spot. I don't know. Yeah. But in Anthony Irwin's coaching rankings, like, you know, <laughs> Byron's Somebody, back, it was, baby. It was funny to see like how many coaches were competing for that. Right. Cause like Mike D'Antoni did a really poor job. I thought with the Lakers when he showed up and immediately started a blood feud with Pau Gasol. So I think he yeah. belongs in that conversation. Then you have Luke Walton, who was so bad that uh, Julius Randle and Brooke Lopez were both like, I never want to play for, for the Lakers ever again. And they both walked for nothing. Um, Lopez and then cried on the bench in his favorite city in the world <laughs> because of Luke Walton. Yeah. Literally had to go to the locker room with a towel over his head yes. and then come back and compose himself. Uh, yeah. So, and at that moment, uh, had... I decided I'm going to become a defensive player of the year candidate and destroy the league as my revenge for this. And good for him. It worked. Yeah. Shouts to, to, to I'm Polo. going to become then... the perfect LeBron team center just to show them what <laughs> they messed up. up. Yeah. Um, he was the rare guy that was slighted into becoming a role player. Like, you know, usually you hear about it about the opposite. It's like, you know, some someone got pissed off and they like, you know, they worked and they worked and they like developed themselves into this like star player or whatever, just like through through the sheer doubt of their haters. Yeah. Like, no, he's like, he's like, no, no, no. I'm going to become the greatest role player imaginable for the guy that you guys are about to sign next summer because I hate the Lakers so much. And it worked. And then he went out and yeah. won a championship with Giannis uh, doing a lot of the things that the Lakers could have really, really used. And then so, uh, all right. So I mentioned... Mike D'Antoni, I mentioned Luke Walton, also Byron Scott, like we talked about. People mentioned Del uh, Del Harris, who didn't want to play Kobe. You always Kobe are the one that brings up Del Harris. You hate Del Harris. I, you know, quite a bit. I, yeah. <laughs> those years, like watching those teams that, like, you look at that roster, right? Like that 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 roster where it had Nick Van Exel, it had Eddie Jones, it had Kobe Bryant, it had Shaq. It had like it had su- it was such a fun young core or whatever but they like played such a boring brand of basketball because del harris was this like librarian who happened to pick up a whistle one day um and then uh let's see who's the other one? Oh, uh kurt rambis also was mentioned there and it's cr- just crazy how much competition exists for like worst coach that the La- lakers fans have ever had to watch um, this is the same organization at one point employed Phil Jackson. How do you not learn anything? I'm, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say a sentence that I've not, I'm not sure I've ever said in the English language before, but um, I'm going to defend Kurt Rambis. I don't think he deserves to be on there. I like, he was like an interim coach. That's not his fault. I, I you can't like, you can't put an interim coach on that list. I'm sorry. Like he, he went on and proved that he's one of the worst head coaches ever with the Timberwolves, but we can't yeah. call him that like in Lakers history. You know, well, I feel like I feel like because I think he got hired to the to the Timberwolves um, before Twitter, right? This was a little bit before Twitter. I think and it was like sort of around, but yeah, not. He was it like like at the very beginning, before. I feel yeah, like. Yeah. But it, but had 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 a coach been hired after his interim stint with the Lakers by another team there, right? Like that would have been 
pretty universally panned <laughs> when when it happened and if it happened at a time when well, like he was Lakers coming Twitter off being like he was NBA he, he was the uh you know like the latest like sort of assistant du jour like of like the cycle because he had contributed to like i believe was he the defensive or offensive coordinator uh i think it must have been defensive because the triangle right so like i assume yeah i don't know he yeah. was one of the coordinators for the lakers under phil for the for the title Tex winners was the offensive coordinator and then yeah so yeah Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Although it would have been um, funny if, if they're like, oh, the Kurt Rambis, he's the he was the offensive coordinator of Phil Jackson's offense that is completely built. And I guess he was just like sort of telling them what Phil told him to say. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, it was funny to see Tex Winter back in the news where apparently Wilt Chamberlain was dunking free throws. And he was like, mm-hmm. we can't have this college. Yeah. Like, there was no footage. The and so he was like, like went, he drove all the way too. to an NCAA convention. And he was like, you got to outlaw the dunk. The, yeah. the free throw dunk it's it's coming <laughs> it's like the guy like, in a disaster movie they're all like sort of having these hush meetings he like kicks in the door he's like guys <laughs> you're never gonna believe what i just saw <laughs> you gotta outlaw the free throw dunk i'm telling you right the now dunk, the dunk in its entirety dunk, right like make it illegal. basketball eventually outlawed it completely <laughs> I'm, I'm here to tell you this will chamberlain guy he's too good <laughs> like because all of kareem's uh time at ucla i don't think he was allowed to no dunk. he was not yeah i, I think that so, was kareem rule though no that, i think that it, it was it, it was wilt I'm they saying, like, I think the, the impetus to it was wilt and yeah. then because eventually like like wilt and kareem did like there was crossover in their nba careers so oh played, yeah you're right against they were, they're closer in age than i was uh, yeah remember yeah that's the, that's the craziest thing about kareem is like he was there with Oscar Robertson. He was there with Wilt, you know, and then yeah. also he was there with the Showtime Lakers. It's an insane, insane career that um, yeah. Kareem had. But anyway, I mean, that's how we're going to talk about LeBron. We're like, this guy played with like, this yeah. guy played with like a third of Shaq the entire like, career. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. He, he played against, he's like one of the only guys NBA he played against. Ever. He's going to be able to say that he played against like prime Shaq and prime Wemby. Like that's. <laughs> the evolution of the center position you know like it's yeah and Jokic, dude like yeah like I, you know Jokic is gonna be yeah yeah i just like i, I that wasn't meant as a sight to Jokic. i just mean those are two as possibly far in the opposite direction of each other body composition yeah. and skill wise <laughs> that like you know he was he was playing and like he was playing during like the shack days it's like it's like saying like a caveman was like biggest. he like remembers dinosaurs and then he also like was there for like the roman empire you know, it's like, yeah, just unprecedented <laughs> longevity. Yeah. Tell me about the woolly mammoth. Um, So we're going to uh, back to the subject at hand, though. I was marveling at how much competition there is for worst Lakers coach of all time. And I feel like people kind of missed the point there. Right. Like I, I, I framed it. I even made a separate video here on the lounge in the lounge. Please subscribe if you are listening and watching uh, live uh, to this feed right now, youtube.com slash at Lakers Lounge is where you can find us. Um, but 
I made a separate video on this subject because I'm legitimately curious how Lakers fans feel about this. I don't, I think I know where I stand on this, where I would rather, I think the Lakers lose this season so that Darvin Ham is not a, a, a part of my basketball life anymore. Um, I also think like the bar is a little higher. Like this was a bit of a conversation too, that I found interesting there as well. Sam Quinn of, of uh, CBS, I believe yeah, was CBS. like, um, the wheels would really have to fall off for Darwin to not be fired. I'm like, you've had AD and LeBron healthy all season. You're currently at the 10 spot and you had a piece in a traditional media platform, the athletic, where six different people told you this guy sucks at his job. I don't know. <laughs> I can't find any extra wheels on this cart anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm curious, though. I, I wanted to start the conversation. I with mean, that. I guess if we're doing that analogy, like LeBron and AD are really the wheels, like the car still going. It's just like the doors have fallen off and stuff like that. Like it's, you know, or like, it's just like sliding like, on the ground. Yeah, like it's just, it's, you know, they are literally they're pushing a cart that does not have wheels anymore. They had uh, to the, get out and push the this. Vincent thing. already fell out, you know, and it's just like, what can you even <laughs> be expected to do at that yeah. point? Um, but yeah, I, I, Harrison, you, you, you made a bit of a face while I was talking that I would prefer that the Lakers either not make the play in, not make the playoffs. Cause even if they make the play in at the 10 spot, I don't see them winning two games in a row to get into the playoffs, let alone, you know, you would eventually have to win six out of your nine games in order to advance in into the second round of the playoffs, right? If you yeah. enter the, yeah. the, the play in possible games. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I personally, I, I don't consider one playoff round important enough to me as a basketball fan to warrant the chance at Darvin Ham being back next year. Where do you stand on this? Well, this is a this is a case where my um my professional and my personal interests align and in that I would like the Lakers to go as far as possible for like a multitude of reasons. Like it's always, you know, it's always it's great for business when the Lakers, you know, keep it's on true. churning. So I, I will I will say, like, and I, you know, I would assume it is for you too, um, and, and this podcast feed. But uh yeah, I mean so although if um, I could break the news that Darvin Ham got fired. <laughs> you're just Ooh. addicted to news breaking now. You're Ooh. like you're yeah. No, <laughs> Anthony, we know how the Lakers announce coach firings. It's by having it go to Woj uh, two yeah. minutes before the game is even over. Um, yeah. And I don't think it, I think it was like right as the game ended. But yeah, um, no, yeah, it was I like it was lost. like 30 seconds. It was like, it's like, yeah, the game ended. It's like, by the way, yeah, Frank Vogel, you're gone. Before yeah, they Woj had that like it's scheduled in tweet deck. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I but to answer the question, like, I, in uh, seriously, like, uh, you know, if I'm trying to look at this as uh, like an analyst fan, whatever, like, I, I don't, but just because I want him to figure it out. I think that the best case scenario for the Lakers long term, and I'm not saying that I think that this is a likely scenario based on everything that we've seen, but the best case scenario is that 
Darvin sort of, you know, finds the right answers down the stretch. It turns out, you know, hey, he went through a learning curve, but maybe he's sort of back more on the track to being the type of coach that we all sort of thought he could be coming off of sort of the Western Conference Finals run, where it's like, okay, you know, clearly has some things to learn, but young, promising coach learning on the job seems to, you know, be able to generate buy-in in the locker room. But, you know, again, we, we've gone over this. He sort of seems to have lost that second part and its effect and like his answers to the first part have not been that great so as to overrule be like you know ah yeah the locker room's all pissed at him but at least he has all these great strategic answers uh <laughs> you know it's sort yeah. of you're batting 0 for 2 right now and that's been sort of i think with the one sort of leading to the other where it's like the bad strategic answers sort of lost him the locker room potentially and you know it's sort of hard to see him coming back from this but I think ultimately the best case scenario is still that you root for the Lakers you root for them to do well you root for Darvin to do well and for them to sort of figure it out and all you know maybe the the locker room sort of gets back in his favor or the Lakers do what they normally do and they overall have the roster this offseason anyway and maybe you know after an offseason LeBron may be with a more maybe more talented roster or whatever they sort of buy back in again and everything's hunky-dory um just because, you know, I mean, one of the things that you have to consider about um, things going so bad that the coach gets fired again is, you know, and I know what you're going to say to this. Number one is newer is not always better. You know, again, the Lakers seem to have made a downgrade in this department, theoretically, uh, yeah. with their most recent sort of process. So I don't think we, we can don't say know. theoretically anymore. I think Vogel is objectively better at coaching basketball than Darvin Ham. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I'm probably not being fair enough to Frank or whatever. That last year the was guy who so won the championship. But again, in retrospect, not really his fault. Like he didn't do himself favors, but also not really his fault. Like we saw yeah. how bad that roster was and how basically the entire roster he coached, other than like LeBron, AD, and Russ and Austin Reeves, I think, is like out of the league now. Um I guess DeAndre Jordan. Um, you know, and miraculously. Yeah. And so, yeah, the big four, as I called them of that team, um, <laughs> the four, the four best players on that team by any objective metric. Yeah. Um, yeah, or five. Uh, so I just, and then, so you don't know that the answer is always going to be better. You don't know where the Lakers are going to penny pinch down the line because they are paying two coaches. Cause Darvin still has three years left on his deal after this one. It's hard for me to believe that they're going to green light that sort of firing and then be like, well, let's really spend on the next head coach, you know, let's, uh, let's give this guy a five-year deal. And, you know, the big money that we're seeing go to the top coaches now, Steve Kerr's making like uh, 17 million or something a year, you know, I don't see the Lakers sort of reaching that barometer. And, you know, I know when you and Raj were talking about this in Slack, I don't know if this made it its way to the airwaves. Maybe you hope for like Ty Lue just doesn't reach an agreement. Damn it. I was hoping you hadn't seen that. I was hoping to spring that on you because I wanted to see your face at the, at the hilarity that could possibly ensue if the Clippers flame out early this year and they decide that they want to go in a different direction, they don't extend Ty Lue because I think he has two years left on his deal. And I think after this year, that. he would have one more. Huh? Yeah, yeah. After that, yeah, I think he has one year. I think he has next year left, basically. Right, right. And so essentially, and that's like usually when teams will cut ties with a coach right is when they'll have one year left that would be what would be kind of out of the ordinary here with with uh Darvin is that he would have two years left on his deal and um and you know normally they 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 teams prefer to fire coaches when they only have one 
uh, year yeah. left on their deal. It does. It almost never happens when a coach gets Darvin fired has with three. no. He got a five-year deal. Does he have three? Deal. I thought he has two. Yeah. I thought he got a five-year deal initially. Oh, God. Because that was the Lakers responding to the criticism that they didn't give Frank enough of a leash. <laughs> so this is what I'm saying, that you don't always understand how this organization is going to overreact to a previous mistake by swerving in the complete opposite direction. So they're like, well, okay, the first time head coach thing didn't work. We need a proven championship coach. Uh, let's go get Doc Rivers after the Bucks fire him. <laughs> Do you think, I, I don't think the Bucks can fire him. Can't, no Could way. Could you imagine though? <laughs> <laughs> My no, theory he, on this is that Doc was like, he's like, wait, they're willing to fire this guy with like five years left on his deal? I could do that job. Um, and <laughs> Monty too. Yeah. Him, and, him and Monty were like, all right, we, we have to up the ante here. Like, yeah, let's keep outdoing um, each other to see how bad we could possibly be. And Darvin was like, I can be really, really bad. <laughs> so I'm not like, I'm not saying that they shouldn't fire Darvin, I guess is what I'm getting at. The thing that worries me is how they will overreact in the future to this and create like more bad situations by like, oh, you know, we're actually, you know, uh, well, you know, we're going to ask like Austin Reeves on his next deal to like pay play for exposure uh, because we're still paying Darvin's salary. And so we want to like sort of, you know, we want to ask him to take a little less. So I thought about this a lot. The um, geez, I'm like best case it. scenarios, it turns out Darwin's a good coach, and he just like forgot how to do that for like half a season, and it, you know he's great. I don't think that that's what's happening. So I think maybe I guess the answer that I would come to is ultimately like you know if they do flame out like that, I think they probably should fire him because I don't see how you like sort of recover from that at all, like within the locker room or whatever from that kind of failure. Like some sort of change has to be made. But I'm just. I'm not as gung-ho with the axe as you are, I guess, just because I think it would still be better for the Lakers if he sort of figured it out. It would, but I just don't think he's capable of it. Like, I just, yeah. I don't think he's a capable head coach, you know? Like, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, we've all dated somebody who, you know, you, you, you kind of, you hope that, that there's a couple things. For the most part, you really like being with this person. Uh, but there's just a couple things that either really annoy you or become like they're, they're red flags really early. And then those red flags get louder and louder and louder and bigger and bigger and bigger. And you hope that one day that they address those things and, and eventually like, you know, they become kind of the person that you think that that person is capable of becoming. I'm talking obviously about Jen, right? Where she is, she's been with me long enough and she's like, I hope that this guy will eventually be the person that I, I think he's capable of being. And I'm like, babe, you're 20 years in. <laughs> like, yeah, I am me. Um, and, 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 and <laughs> um, but like with Darwin, it's like, we're 60 games into this. Right. And even yeah. last year there were, there were, there were people, people, I think, look at that. I don't, I wouldn't go so far as to say that last year's playoff run was a fluke. Um, I do that there were, I do think there were some circumstantial things going on, right? Uh, the warriors were in flux. Clay was, uh, has, had obviously taken a real step back in his career and, yeah. uh, has not yet been able to recover. Um, and, and I think that was a, a big thing that was going on there. Um, obviously Jordan Poole, we've seen what's become of his career too. Right. So I think, uh, the Lakers kind of caught the warriors on a good day. Uh, in that series, 
the Memphis Grizzlies have completely imploded since the Lakers beat them, right? And uh, we're already on their way there with Steven Adams and Brandon Clark not being available in that, in, in that series as well. And um, and then when you finally did play a good and whole playoff team, you got swept, right? And yeah, and, but and that's competitive. Where, it was competitive. a competitive sweep, sure. Yeah, it was totally competitive when you lost four games in a row and have not beaten them since. Um, and so, yeah, like, they, they made the Nuggets earn those wins. You know, <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point. And uh, and know, and yeah, I I just run I, it back, run it back. <laughs> But like that's actually like that's the part that that's the part of all of this that I that really kind of bothers me because I I do hope that Darwin is gone. I don't think he's a good basketball yeah. coach. I don't think he's a good leader of men. I think he got too I, big I'm of sort a of head. there to be honest. You know. Yeah. Like I like even with like it's it's kind of the reverse. I just don't of know if Frank like rooting thing. for them to fail because I, I I guess the bigger point and this is what I neglected to mention is the Lakers only have so many years left with LeBron or AD. So like the I know hope is still that you know they figure, you know, just those two guys sort of through the sheer strength of their star power, you know, are able to go on a run this year or whatever. So like, I'm not going to root for them to fail just because it would feel like a, just another wasted year of this. But well, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually think though, like, even on that likely, front, I guess. Uh, even on that front, I think the best case scenario for this Lakers season, best realistic scenario here for this Lakers season is that they get into the play in, they they win the playing games to get into the playoffs. Jeannie gets her playoff revenue. Um, you you win. You know, you, let's say you even win a series there, and then after that series, you know, you you lose to a better team in the second round, and after that series, LeBron and the Lakers as part of these conversations, and we're going to talk here in a second about um, a potential long term extension for the guy or longish, you know relatively long-term uh ex excuse me extension for lebron um as part of those conversations lebron says i can't play for that guy anymore and Anthony, Ham gets Anthony, fired regardless Anthony, lebron lebron never does things like that okay i know lebron i know i'm saying lebron does not lebron just finds out that he just works here he just finds oh, out about all this stuff when the media reports it, okay? He would never yeah. do something like that. I cannot believe that you would impugn this man's character. Um, That's the part of this that, like, I have found really interesting in doing more reporting this year is that, like, there are just certain stories nobody's willing to touch. LeBron can't stand playing for Darvin Ham. Like, I can just yeah. come out and say that. And, like, for and, some Anthony, reason, nobody wants... Like, two weeks before the trade deadline yeah. when I was there. Like, you can see it if you just watch the bench. I like I I I don't know why this isn't a, a bigger part of the conversation here, and like it doesn't it mean that he doesn't play hard. I it doesn't mean that yeah. he isn't effective on the basketball court. It doesn't mean that th this makes LeBron a bad leader in any way. I think he yeah. recognizes that Darvin Ham sucks at his job, and he's like, "This sucks, everybody." Like, the, he, the funniest he's thing Brian about Prince being the, the power forward again. The the sort of legm like stuff thrown around this year at times is like he so clearly does not have anywhere near the juice that he used to yeah. because it's like they didn't make a trade they didn't fire Darvin like what yeah. like what levers is he pulling they're not doing anything that he wants them to do well that's that's the part that I I've laughed at all season when, when to the people who it's are like legm 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 leg 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 I'm like he's got why would he pull to do himself. The, <laughs> he's got he's got enough um you know pulled to do the clutch car wash reclamation project annually i guess it's, yeah that's, that's yeah. where he's at he can get cam reddish a deal but like i 
I think though that like if if the 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 Lakers, you know, again, it like for the for the best case scenario, the things that Lakers fans should be rooting for here, because if they win a second playoff round, I think Darwin is safe. Right. Oh, yeah. Like if they if they get into the Western Conference Finals, the difference again, is, is you're looking for reasons to fire him. They're looking for reasons to keep to him, keep him. You know, yeah. and so yeah. that would allow them. Hey, you know, got another tough draw in the Western Conference Finals, but we keep having success. And to be honest, like it's kind of hard to fire a coach if they've won two if straight they've gone to the Conference, Conference Finals two years in a row. You know. Yeah. No yeah. I, I, but this is the thing. This is the thing. So, like, I've seen. I, I, I personally have also marveled at the fact that the Lakers have found a way to be mediocre for the most part in the regular season with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Yeah. Right. Like through this era, we we've we it's keep probably seeing... the most damning indictment of Ham this year is last year. You could point to the rust thing, you could point to the injuries. They still, yeah. you know, like there were a lot of things that sort of dealt them a hard hand last year, where you couldn't really judge the him based on the record during the first part of the season. And then, you know, once they had the real team, they looked pretty amazing. But this year, yeah. they have had the two guys that matter really like the four guys that really matter, like, you know, uh, LeBron, D'Lo, AD, and Austin, not Austin. necessarily in that order. Um, mm -hmm. But like the, their four highest paid players, I believe, or maybe Rui's making more than Austin, but like they've had sort of the, who most would consider their four best players available yeah. and healthy almost the entire season. Like those guys have barely missed any time, if any. And yeah, Darwin's response and... was like, well, we got to bench two of those guys. Uh <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, but you know, they have been, but this extends beyond Darwin, right? We are in year five of the, no, are we in year five or year six of LeBron? We're in year, uh, LeBron joined in the summer of 2018. So we're in year six. Wow. Um, we're in the sixth year of a uh, calendar year of LeBron James being a Laker and, um, the Lakers over that time are like just above 500, in, and that's with like a heavily weighted first season where the Lakers were like world beaters that, you know, the first year that Second AD season. got there. Second huh? season. The first yeah, yeah. Season the, the I, meant, I meant first yeah. season of AD. The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the first season LeBron got hurt. <clears throat> and by the way, when LeBron got hurt, I think they were the fourth best team in the conference. Um, yeah. When when uh, LeBron got hurt on Christmas. It was like but, it was like 20 or 30 games in, but still it was like, you know, like they, 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 were, looked, they were competing. They were fun. Yeah. I like that team. Um, yeah. But like they so the the you know, the that's why I, I still think that Darwin is worse than Luke, because like Luke was at least like above 500, you know, well above 500 while he had LeBron healthy. Um, but yeah, I, I think, though, that like with the Lakers being so mediocre for such a large sample size and then you get into the playoffs and that's when your stars win you stuff right like yeah. when you when you get into the playoffs that's when lebron and 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 like you know jokic and steph and luka and all these guys they play so many minutes and they play at such a high level that like you're able to overcome some other deficiencies across your roster or with your head coach that's why like yeah. last year lebron and ad like go back and watch those games that the Lakers won there, right? The ones that they yeah. took seriously every other game there um, because they literally had to, because LeBron and AD's bodies were breaking down. Like I know every, every other game AD was like, became a bit of a joke, but I think it was out of necessity. Like they had to play so hard to win those games, even against a broken Warriors team and against a broken Memphis Grizzlies team. By the way, they almost lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, people seem to forget that one. Um, in, in the play-in, but like the, the Lakers, you know, 
that was the night that Darwin knew he had to have Torian Prince. He's like, this is a guy that we could go to war with. Oh my God, you're right. Because that's the reasoning he uses with Cam, isn't it? I mean, the reasoning that I've, I don't know if you listened to the show yesterday, but um, I've been told, this is not like, this is not me speculating. I've been told by people close to that situation that he considers, like, cause he, he likes to find uh, analogs to that Bucks team that he was an assistant coach on when they won the championship. And his analog with Torian Prince is Chris Middleton. <laughs> so, and Never mind. I, again, fire him. I, I forget everything I just said. I'm, <laughs> this isn't this isn't me. This isn't Never me mind. like speculating Never anymore. Mind. No, I was joking I'm about good. this with Yovan last night. I was like, dude, you'll never believe what I heard. And I said it on the air and I, and I, I have to repeat it now because I can't believe it's something that is, I I've been told. Um, and, but anyway, like I think AD I, is their Brooke Lopez. He plays a lot of drop. I'm, uh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Forget everything I just said. Root for these guys to lose out. Um, but yeah, I this is this kind of gets me to that next subject that I wanted to talk about here. Um, you know, in the, in the long term extension, like, do, is it even worth it to you to have a conversation about like, are you willing to pay sixty million dollars to a forty two? <laughs> like, of course, yeah, yeah, I am. Money but what's the alternative? Yeah, yeah. And, and like, are the Lakers like? Yeah, they are. I would say, yeah. I would say they are. Um, but like the confidence, I mean, that's sort of the cudgel that they've held over him. seemingly again, this is not reporting or whatever, but they yeah. haven't done anything. He's asked him to do They that. Uh, he's, he basically has pretty heavily implied through his actions and, you know, whatever that he wants, you know, the, the, whether it's trade, whether it's fire Darvin ham, whether it's whatever, you know, they haven't been doing the stuff he wants because they're basically calling his bluff pretty clearly. They're like, Hey, you know, you want to go play somewhere else? Be our guest. We know. We don't think you want to. So I mean, that's, that's a version of the conversation you know you I keep here. having, you know, when, when all the yeah. Knicks stuff was happening, like that's a version of the conversation that I was having with some Lakers person. I was like, I mean, Jeannie, what are you gonna it, do? have we stopped to like talk about how insane it is that Jeannie bust was like told Joe Lacob. She's like, yeah, you don't have to talk to clutch. That's dude. She didn't even shut it down. She's just like, yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah. Ask we, him. He's like, we know he's not leaving. Go ahead. <laughs> that's a i there in in like the number of things that i can't believe don't get more attention regarding the lakers that's way up there the fact that she was just like i mean you, you could talk to him he, he's gonna say he wants to stay here you know <laughs> yeah i forget what podcast i was listening to i think it was the low post where somebody was saying like most owners if you make that call are immediately saying like oh can i have steph then can we talk yeah. steph's reps right and she was just like, I mean, you could talk to him. She was like, yeah, you could talk to her. Hey, call Rich. I don't know. LeBron, I don't. Adele? You want to talk to Adele? Like, yeah. can I talk to Adele? Um, but yeah, I, I, it, it's just been, it's it's such a weird relationship between the two parties here. And I, I, I honestly think that it's like this staring contest. It's like a now passive aggressive gone. marriage, like staying together for the kids, but there are no kids. They already <laughs> exactly. traded all of them. Like, I don't know. Like. <laughs> staying together for cam reddish are we the kids uh, are we the kids because we're mad we're not in like a better situation right now you know like are, are is the fan base the children that they're staying together for stay together for the kids is one of my favorite blink 182 songs that was such like a formative song like that took place 
in my generation when I was coming up in high school or whatever. But yeah, I was just, it's, it, 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 it really does. It really does feel like two parties that like, or they're on a date and they don't want to be the person that gets up from the date. Right. And yeah. they both just experienced the worst date of all time. <laughs> and and they just this. like, <laughs> and, they, and they're just like, I'm now not, we're married. I'll take the check. No, I know you, I'm, you're not taking the check. I'm taking the check, you know? Although LeBron's yeah. pretty well, they're both really cheap, so they might be like, ah, uh, both with the, the the Gator arms. Um, yeah, I think with the, the 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 question that I have to Lakers fans who are really quick to say like, I'm so sick of Le Drama, I'm so sick of Le GM, I'm so sick of Le Sub. The drama's good. I haven't heard that one. That's funny. Um, <laughs> um but like the, the the question I have is. They've been mediocre over a large sample size with LeBron and yeah. with Anthony Davis. Why do you, why like you just you made the case for not firing Darvin Ham that I yeah, don't maybe, know what, okay so take it all I take it all back go ahead and do that but take that case and apply it to do you think they're going to be able to replace LeBron? Right. Like we just we just think so and and by the way by the way when LeBron leaves here when Kobe left he had nothing but great things to say about the Lakers experience, right? No, like they carried, they carried him out on a throne, you know? It yeah. Was like, and, it like, yeah. But like here, I would, Raj, Raj put in Slack the other day, he would, he would yesterday that he would like to like get some truth serum in Frank Vogel to ask him about the last couple of years of his Lakers tenure. No, give me the truth Frank serum for LeBron. Frank would still be really nice. Frank would be like, uh, you know, they were great to me. It's like, we put in like enough to, this is like an elephant sized dosage. He's like, yeah, I love Rob. That's like my brother. He's like drinking it while, while they're like interrogating him. <laughs> he's just that nice. Like, <laughs> do you need more? Cause I, like, I, I don't, yeah. I have more to say. I don't, but like, um, but no, like with the, the, the person I want to use the truth serum on is LeBron because he's going to leave. And he has everybody talk that he talks to with uh, clutch. Obviously yeah. he's the biggest star of his generation. So people are going to look at, yep. you know, it, it, like look at that and be like, well, what was it like being a Laker? And, you know, seeing as they have spent the last few years here, he's like, well, they held know, my family calling his bluff. And basically dared me to leave them uh, rather than make the moves that uh, they right. want to make. Like, I don't, I don't have any faith whatsoever in this organization. And, and people are like, well, if LeBron leaves, he isn't there to mask their deficiencies. You guys think that they're going to be self-aware? Like, LeBron is going to leave, and now all of a sudden they're going to grow the ability to develop the, def the, the ability to be self-aware? Like, no, they're going to celebrate and be like, yeah, the guy that was holding us accountable is no longer here to be mean to and us. And also, again, that's like, why I... Jeannie Buss doesn't like Jerry West. It's, yeah, he, I'm... he looked around at the organization. He was like, you guys are all a bunch of idiots. And then they were like, all right, leave and never come back. In fairness, that was how Jerry, that was just how Jerry West walked into rooms normally. Like, no, that's, he just, that that's is like, he, does. He, he throws a trophy <laughs> through the wall, uh, enters through the hole, and then he just calls everyone an idiot. And then uh, yeah. he actually grabs the table and tries to hit everyone with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like, no, but I, now, so yeah. The, the thing that I will say is like, I'm all for wanting people held accountable, wanting, you know, like wanting your team run the best, most efficient, you know, all this stuff way. But, you know, 
like, great. Like, you know, if you have sort of personal like grudges or you're tired of, you know, X power broker or Y coach or whoever it may be, it's like, it's still the consequences of that, of like, okay, I want LeBron and AD to leave. So these people will fail. And then I'm hoping that there'll be like more competent people put in place. How long does that take? Like years? You want to spend years of your life watching them like figure that out? I don't, you know, yeah. like, well, also, what's what's the what are the we all only have so much place? time on this planet? Like, I, I don't want to spend three years <laughs> watching, you know, them like brick roster additions and be like, oh, yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe like maybe Rob will bring in like a better advisor next year. I don't know. Like, it... but like, what are what are the pieces that would get put in place? Like, do you guys have Genie Bus getting fired? You have Genie Bus firing Co- uh, Kobe's agent? Like, yeah. I, I don't see it. You know, you and, gotta, and so again, I personally would rather keep thing. LeBron like, kinda, around in massive You kind of have to hope that can. Rob Rob really is just like sort of like an every other year GM. Like, he's just really good every other year. And so, like, you know, uh, for whatever, like, he just locks in, you know, um, yeah. performance evaluation time. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, because. Yeah, I don't, it's not like I see her firing Kobe's agent or, you know, firing Kurt Rambis, you know? Yeah, you have have Rob oscillating from this picture to not there. This picture to not there. This picture to locked in. Exactly. (laughs) Who among us hasn't done this, you know? it's uh, Every other pod, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. So... I don't know, like, you're hoping, like, the bus bros are going to come in and, like, basically seize power and that they're really good. Like, you know, there are signs that they're good, but do we know for a fact that they're going to be able to, like, learn, like, they can they can draft well for the most part, like, great, but yeah. do we know for a fact that they're good at the other stuff? We don't. You, you know, know what makes me nervous about the other stuff? The fact that Jeannie and her, like, cabal of, you know, cronies have been able to stave off <laughs> the bus brothers who apparently are the only competent people in the organization. And their sort of, their sort of strategy is like, whenever things go wrong, they're like, okay, well, we're, we're going to let Jesse and Joey be more involved uh, this time around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 there's a lot obviously to this conversation. It's going to be the conversation that I think kind of like, look, we have the next 10 games. I've talked about the, the run that the Lakers ha- are are facing in their next 10 games. And I would imagine these conversations are going to get more and more and more uh, prevalent over the course of those 10 games as the Lakers, like I think three and six is like what I'm hoping for um, in their next nine, but you know, and, and then we'll see where that, where that puts them in the conference standings and stuff like that. I, I know I recognize that my stance of, yeah, please lose so that Darwin gets fired is extreme. It, it, like you said, it goes against what is good for me on this show because fewer people tune in to Lakers stuff when the Lakers are bad. And, that's how ethical um, you are. You don't care. You just care about getting the honest truth out there. That's, that's no, why you're I, my I, number one insider. No, I care about, I care about like, I care my own uh, about my own mental well being because I, uh, Harrison, I'm not a good person to be around during these Lakers games. Like people, people like at some point I would like to get you onto those all access Lakers shows one of these times. Um, and, uh, I, I would like to like, you know, I, I have a heart out here, so I got to get going here in a second, but like, I, I, people always 
like kind of chime in and and you know as the game is going on one of the comments that we always get on all access lakers is like man anthony looks pissed like anthony angry and it's like and it's even when the lakers are up i'm just not i don't i don't i don't like the person i am while i'm watching darvin ham coach my basketball team <laughs> When I, and I, rather I, than I, therapy, I think the solution is for the Lakers to fire Darvin Ham. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I'm really curious how fans feel about this and how they will feel about this by the end of the season. Um, that is going to do it though for this episode of the Lakers Lounge. As I rush off here to hopefully have some um, personal news to share after this conversation, I'm about to get off uh, uh, on the phone for. So until then, and until the next time you guys hear from me, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Harrison Fagan. This was the Lakers Lounge. Have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's. And please subscribe to all of our stuff. YouTube, podcasts, Odyssey, Apple, iTunes, all that good stuff. We'll talk to you guys soon. Wait, does your phone say incoming call Rob Palinka?